Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hey everyone. Zach Katie. Not last. And definitely last this week, Brett Freeman. Hi guys. Brett, you know what you did. Brett is in super trouble, he knows what he did, and we will leave you guys hanging on what he did. So... Uh, we are back this week. We have a little bit of news. AMG and FFG, whoever is running the show now, dropped a bunch of spoilers for the new boxes. It's not everything, but there is a good amount that is in here. So we got one article for each of the boxes that they are dropping. Um, and like I said, there there is definitely still more stuff in there, I think, that we don't have. But we do have some stuff to talk about. Um, but first, we that is the news basically. These things, uh, I super don't care about any tournament results. Um, I now granted, I heard the championship game was a very good game to watch, but uh, Brett, like we were talking about this, it just feels like it's the same people over and over again. And like, I understand that people don't want to play X Wing Online or are kind of tired of playing X Wing Online, um, but it, it feels like we're not getting much data out of this and like granted i i think the men is in a very good spot but i also think that like it's incomplete data that we are getting yeah i agree uh it was an extremely good game though at this last gold squadron event it was won by six barons of the empire uh four of them with proton rockets and two with thread tracers uh, and Ruthless, which ended up being the MVP card. And I would just suggest anyone go watch that game. It was kind of a clinic on uh, being patient, uh, how swingy the game can be, and positioning. It, it really was just a very enjoyable game to watch. Uh, I would say definitely the best of the weekend, but it was the only one I watched. So, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, and I, think, I think, like I said, it's, it's just we're... In this weird state still that uh, hopefully things are coming back around and um, hopefully in-person X-Wing comes back. So, but, I mean, like I said, uh, as far as data goes, I, I just don't, I don't, not that I don't buy it, but I think it's super incomplete and hard to follow. All yeah. right. Yep, yep. So let's start. Jump right into this cannonball into the Rebels pack, which I think we can all... Everyone I've talked to about this, the Rebels are definitely making out. And this is the first Rebel pack that we're getting since the She the Peed. Like... Yeah, that was um, quite a long time ago. Yeah, it's a, I mean, I guess since Saw's Renegades. But the She the Peed was the last new ship. Sure. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe Souls Renegades would make more sense since uh, it, this isn't really any new ships, but um, it's been a while. So uh, first thing we want to talk about is the Hera rules clarification. The super secret Judge Illuminati is saying that Hera's ability can be passed off at any time during the uh, roll dice phase, so you can see your results before you pass off that focus token, Brett, is that right? Yeah, so you can wait to see your results before doing a focus or evade token. You can pass it off a target lock beforehand to try and get your ordinance off. Essentially, it's as flexible as you can uh, ever hope for a rule to be. 
and apparently FFG had first given some guidance that it was going to have a limited timing window at the beginning of uh, the uh, like attack, and they went back and provided more information, which uh, basically said we were wrong before, and it's as flexible as possible. So uh, that seems like the ruling most people are going to be going on, if not everyone, for right now. So that makes uh, both Harrahs, the A-Wing and the B-Wing, uh, a lot uh, more exciting, probably, because you, you're just going to have that perfect knowledge. Right. Um, the, the other thing that I, I kind of like about that is, like, it, it's, it makes the game easier. Like, if you need to remember all these timing windows, like, it's, it's it becomes a guessing game, and that's whatever. I, I mean, like... Granted, yeah, sure, but I I think that's the better ruling, so that's fine. Um, but let's jump into the pilots. Uh, uh, Jonathan, do you want to take these? Uh, sure. Um, so our first pilot is Wedge Antilles, and his he is I four, and his ability is while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your front arc, the defender rolls one fewer defense die. So the same as his X-Wing ability, and I think that adds a lot to a two-attack die ship and makes him, you know, lets him punch a lot harder than an A-Wing normally would. So I think that's a really good ability in uh, A-Wing. Right, and, and I, I like this because it it doesn't let him, I mean, not that it doesn't let him take the turret, but uh, you can't have the turret facing the back and still use his ability. Yeah, right, like, it makes it a, a real choice, um, which seems really good, because, you know, the, the fear was the turret would just be everywhere. And then uh, next we have Derek Clivian, or Hobby, and it, his ability is, he's I3, and after you acquire or spend a lock, you may remove one red token from yourself. So for those X-Wing historians, that is the same ability that Hobby had in first edition when he was in an X-Wing. Um... Not sure how great this ability is, since I'm not sure how often Hobby would be taking locks when he is in an A-wing. I think me, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how useful this is, unless someone is passing him locks, like Dutch. But I don't know if you would be wanting to pass the locks to an A-wing. Um, so I think his ability, well, I mean, maybe. Do yeah. you think it would be okay as an ordinance carrier, just as like a? I mean, I know he's still I3, but it's kind of like you can maybe take the lock, then boost to try to get a block or something. So I guess he could. Yeah, and then, I mean, so say Hera locks the target and then passes the lock to Hobby and then, or, and then Hobby, say Hobby has prockets or something. Oh, you know, another way it could work is with, um, what's it called, uh, the the uh, Thread Tracers. That's true. See, for me, I, I'm, I'm kind of going a different route with him. I think he is a great wingman for Jake with the turret. Because he can do his target lock, losing stress shenanigans whatever he needs to, and Jake can give him the focus that he needs for defense or whatever. So he essentially locks and boosts and then 
Oh, because I need to be stressed. So but he spends it on his attack. Yeah, but isn't so, Jake a uh, focus action or is it a sign? Fo- Jake is a focus action. Oh, it is. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> but that's my thing. I'm looking more at him less like who can pass him a target lock and who can pass him the other tokens he needs. Sure. Oh, what he can do is he can target lock, not boost. Jake gives him the focus, and then he can boost, get the stress, and then spend the target lock. There you Big go. brain. The order works, yes. Boom. Yeah, that, that's the way I'm looking more at him, is letting him be lock-focused as long as somebody else can get him his, his various tokens. So... That's kind of more my thinking is for him. That is fair. Uh, probably probably won't see any play anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's legit probably the right answer here. Um, and then I guess next we have Shara Bay in I four, same ability as she has in the uh, arc. While you defend or perform a primary attack, you may spend one lock you have on the enemy ship to add one focus result to your dice results. So if she has a way of getting both a lock and a focus, that can be really great. Um, maybe in combination with Hera or Ahsoka or with Thread Tracers. Uh, in first edition, this ability was on Nora in the arc, which was amazing. But on a two-attack die ship, it, I feel like it's a little less compelling. Um, and I feel like you have to jump through hoops to get her that, to get her both tokens. So I feel like compared to Wedge and Ahsoka and Hera and Jake, she's not as good. Yeah, a lot of these I'm, I'm like kind of like looking at, it and it's like, are people going to fall into the trap of I want to get this off, or um, I'm going to bring bring them because they're cheap A wings, and if they if it gets off, then it's great. But. Um, I'd be worried that people are going to be trying to actually, you know, get these combos off, and I, it's probably not the right way to go. I agree there. So I agree that I think people are going to be trying to get them off, but I feel like between Ahsoka, um, Jake, and Hera, that there might be enough options now where you could, um, you know, have Shara in there. And maybe another like heavy hitter, maybe wedge or something, and be passing around enough mods that you can get these, uh, you know, normally two dice attack ships that are hitting much harder than they're they're costed because of either Shara's ability or Wedge's ability, and get them the mods that they need. Yeah, uh, like I said, you have a very good point. Uh, I'm like, I, I think. There are a lot of ways that you can, you know, pass off mods now, but I think it also has a lot of setup behind it because it's like, are you going to be able to get be able be able to pass those mods off without sacrificing that ship's mods itself? Like, I mean, like obviously Hera will probably have perfect information, um, but it's it's almost like. I don't know if I would want to spend two force on Ahsoka, um, leaving her with, you know, maybe one or no force. Yeah, so Ahsoka, honestly, I'm wondering if Ahsoka, the right answer might be, and this is probably the wrong answer, but you, like, put patience on her, and you just really use her as a as an action battery and just 
Uh, you know, you take like the evade action with her every turn, regen a force, and try and just uh, keep her alive as long as possible without really doing much in the way of damage and helping everyone else out. Like she, she seems like she could be. And we haven't talked about her yet, so whoops, sorry. But she seems like she could kind of be like the the cornerstone on a lot of these lists. I mean, I, no, yeah, I think Ahsoka looks really good, and we'll get her in just a sec. For Shara, I mean, maybe... So, at I-4, she could fly with Jake. Jake could give her focus tokens, and then she could lock. Uh, at I-4, she's also the same initiative as um, Garvin, Dreyas, and Dutch Vander. So maybe in a mixed, like a mixed rebel squad, like a rebel toolbox sort of list, she could work. Um... I think if you're really trying hard to pass tokens to Shara, I don't know if that's a great idea. Maybe it'd be better to bring Shara in the Ark, which is a three attack die ship, if you're trying to. Because then she becomes a really heavy hitter if you could manage to get her, get her multiple tokens. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, jump into the Queen. So then we have uh, Ahsoka Tano, uh, I5. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range 1 to 2, so not herself, and spend 2 force, and she has 3 force. That ship may perform an action even while stressed. So I feel like that's really great. I mean, it's a great way to uh, get extra actions to rebel ships that really want those extra actions, say Wedge in an X-Wing, or Luke Skywalker, or to a... Like maybe a Han Solo, a Lando, a Dash Rendar. You know, I think it could be. It's really great. Yeah, I think it's really good too. Um, especially because while they're stressed, uh, the you can do so much with that. Um, even if like you're like with Han in like the Falcon, if he's stressed from the previous round because he had a boost or something, you can absolutely get him that action off. The other thing that's great is that. You know, she's on I five with force and can double reposition. Like, even if that fails, and you know she's maybe like the last ship left, she can probably do a hefty amount of damage. Or you know, I, I mean, even though it's two dice, she she can pull the work through. Uh, I mean, stay alive as long as she can and uh, do what she needs to do. She can absolutely be the one that takes the evade and then still has all that uh, force for defense. And I think, um, like, sometimes you see Jake, like, supporting a Han Solo or a Dash Rendar, and that range one for Jake is can be really kind of tough because you're trying to stay so close, you know, and, like, the A-wings are fast. To, to keep your A-wing close to, like, your Falcon or Dash Rendar and to be able to pass that focus token can be a little tricky. But Ahsoka, that range one to two makes it a much, much easier. Yeah, so can we, can we talk about the different abilities on her for a second? I'm just trying to figure out which one seems better. So her Aether Sprite one is uh, she starts with two force and she can spend one force and a ship at zero to one can perform an action even while stressed. Here she has to spend two of her three forces and it's range one to two, so she can't do it herself. And honestly, I don't know which one is better. Um, I, mean, I don't know if, fair, if you guys have thought. Baby Ahsoka, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I just like. I'm, <laughs> no, 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 I know. Um, I mean, she's also I five here, as opposed to I think it was three. So, like, this is probably just the better call altogether. But it was always really nice to be able to, uh, like, 
target lock and focus and still have a force or uh, like a reposition with her in the Aether Sprite. So I just, I don't know, I can see pluses and minuses to both, I guess. Yeah, I think this fits thematically more to the uh, to the faction, though. I, I mean, this really kind of I think shines with you're bringing you're you're not just bringing her by yourself to kind of be like this little ace. You are bringing her to be that super support. I, I like this probably a little bit better. No, I do too, and it seems to fit the fluff too of Hera being right. an I6 who's a support ship. She's an I5 with a support ship, and these lower initiative ships can really. Uh, pull their weight potentially if you're utilizing the higher initiative ones to help them. It's I'm, it's very thematic for what the rebels are. I mean, I won't lie. I like the idea of support ships. Like, I, I think this game needs a little bit more of it. Um, and if they point it in the right direction, like, uh, I think it will be very good for the game. Like, you don't see it too often anymore. Um, maybe because Manaru <laughs> killed it, but. Um, I like that you, you can, you're starting to see a lot more of these things come out. And I hope that they do enough support that uh, you really kind of can't – you can't reject it. Like it, it just doesn't get – why bring support ships when I can just bring a bunch of aces? Um, and it's really good that this faction is the one that is getting you know the first wave of it at least. Right? Right? Yeah, I completely agree. Two two aces and a support ship has always been my favorite archetype, um, but it just doesn't make any sense to bring a support ship uh, for the most part now. So hopefully, I mean, if these things are like 45-ish points or so, like that's a really good value for what you get. Yep. And they can still stay alive, so they kind of have the AC survivability. Uh, so any other things about Ahsoka? She's pretty good. Uh, so we got the B-Wing prototype uh, upgrade, the not the epic version, which just adds the gunner slot to the B-Wing. So you can bring Luke Skywalker uh, in your B-Wing, <laughs> you know? Get that force point. 100-point B-Wing. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, we all believe that's useless, right? Yeah. <laughs> like well, like you don't want B wings. You like it'll make your B wing sixty plus points, right? Yeah. Just or it, it makes the B wing too expensive. I mean, in um, as a wing leader in an epic squadron, then maybe. But otherwise, nah. Impressive gunner B wings. I got nothing. I, I got nothing here. Uh, I mean. I want I want to like it. Weapon yeah, it's system really officer Weapon ordinance. System Officer or Sabine. Those are really the options, which we haven't gotten to yet either. But like weapon system officer with ordinance, like you're looking at fifteen points being added on to your twelve to fifteen then, points being added on. and you could just do that in a Y wing. You just take the Y wing, already has the gunner slot. Much cheaper. Plus, yeah, we don't even know if this costs anything yet. So, like a um, like a thirty-some point gold squadron, gray squadron, put weapon system officer. Still, they're just like forty points. Much cheaper than a B wing with the same. Jonathan, our X wing historian, wasn't there like a gunner upgrade for B wings in one that costed one point? 
It was like the Mark II, but it was a it added a cruise slot and cruise people slot. put a tactician. Yeah. So it. there was a um and tactician when it came out with the Phantom. And, yeah, and it was uh, only like one point too. So yeah, so yeah, it was like yeah. two points to like upgrade to that. That was worth it. Yeah, so Jonathan Gomes made a list called Panic Attack and uh yeah. which was the triple tactician B wings with uh stress hog. That was X good. Wing historian. <laughs> but yeah I'm excited for more B-Wing stuff this just seems like a mess alright so then why don't we uh, check out Sabine Wren uh, Gunner after you perform a special attack you may choose a number of friendly ships that range 0 to 3 of the defender up to the number of damage cards dealt to the defender during that attack each chosen ship may remove one strain or stress token that's a handful that <laughs> Doesn't need to be done. Uh, so I think... Yep, yeah. Like, on rare occasion, it could be amazing. But a lot of times, it would do nothing. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a special attack, too. So it's like... Oh, are you really bringing a cannon and a B-Wing? Or a torpedo? Probably not. So, like, Unless goes... So it goes in a torpedo carrier that shoots last right so like you put it in a y-wing that shoots after like a gold squadron that shoots after your entire squad shoots and then it lands a proton torpedo but then and then takes away strain or stress that your squad somehow acquired I mean, if you have strain on your ships, would it want to shoot first? Yeah, I... This is Her... quite disappointing. Okay. Her crew card is so <laughs> yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably something that will not see play. Um, I do have a topic that I do want to talk about at the end, after we get through all these uh, packs. Um, and it looks... Like, a lot of these ships are, like, all... Uh, we can talk about it now. So, as we, like, kind of look through all of these ships and upgrades and everything like that, there's a lot of ways that we are looking to remove red tokens. And like, I noticed this within Scum, too, that they're just handing you ways. And it's almost, like, seems like they're going to be introducing a lot of ways. Like, are we really expecting strain and... um? I'm sorry, what's the attack one? Deplete. Deplete, thank you. Uh, are we really like anticipating them to be like everywhere now? Because like, it seems like they're here and there, and it's kind of like you deal with them you know, when they come about, but it's not like they're really that crazy in the game right now, and it almost seems like they're, they're going to be if the way that they're uh, introducing all these mechanics to us. They definitely seem like they're preparing us for weaponized red tokens again. I don't know. Uh, I, uh, it's like you know, m maybe not a stress bot, but maybe a strain bot or something. Like something to to be passing these things out because I agree they do seem to be giving out a lot of list building options for it. When I mean, for the most part, it's as simple as okay, I have one bad shot either coming in or going out, or I do a blue maneuver. Like I don't need to spend six points on Sabine or whatever she is. Exactly. And it's, 
I think in Scum that there's a lot of like red token talk as opposed to this, but I, I mean that all kind of comes down to it in the same boat. So it's I'm curious about the state of the game coming forward if that's strain and deplete and stress are going to be more um, prevalent as opposed to what they are now because what you get like Starboard Slash and maybe like a handful of other things the gas clouds might give you something. Yeah, I'm not sure though. It has me a little worried, but well, it's something we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then finally, we have hopeful. After another friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the hopeful upgrade, you may perform a focus or boost action. What do you think? Uh, Good. So I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, the, I mean the the problem with this card is a lot of ships just default to taking the focus action, so you are left with the the boost action opportunity, which is not bad, right? Boost is a very strong action, and this is a way to give you know stuff like uh, B wings, you know, boosts or uh, you know other ships that are generally not extremely maneuverable. Now they can boost and get into a, a cool position for next turn. Um, it just having that focus be the other option there is not great. Like if this was a focus or evade or boost action or something, it would be significantly stronger, I think, than, uh, just having probably only a boost action available to you. I would think this, this should probably be one point, right? Right. Uh, but I mean, maybe that'll give you the opportunity to actually, uh, you know, take the evade action if you know that this is coming in or or even the target lock action if you know that maybe you have a shot or i mean setting up things that like you have a shot and you can you can target lock and then uh that you know a ship's going to be destroyed or something like that or or even your lower initiative ships uh because like all a-wings have an ept right so Taking those target locks uh, might help. Good. I mean, it seems like there's a limited number of times it could trigger per game, and it requires purchasing multiple hopefuls or, you know, just one hopeful on your biggest ship. And I, I don't know. Like, I guess if you have five A wings and they all have hopeful, and one A wing dies, then your other four A wings can do something, perhaps. But then. it just seems... I agree with Brad. It seems a little limited. That is fair. All right. So, yeah. Uh, uh, thoughts on the Rebel pack? Definitely probably the best pack out of the three. I don't know if I agree with that, but I really like it. I think five A-Wings are going to be really fun and um, very different to fly than the Resistance ones. And, I mean, I... You know, we're not talking about them right now, really, because they've already been spoiled. But the B-Wings, um, particularly Hera, I mean, that's going to be a fun ship as well. So I think it's a really cool pack for sure. All right, prove me wrong on why the stuff other than Vader and a Defender is going to <laughs> be good in Imperials. And I'll tell you why Scum is absolutely the worst pack. <laughs> 
So what I just heard was, let me let you get your position on first, and then I'm going to be like, just ignore the coolest thing that's ever come out for X-Wing ever. And, exactly. Uh, which is Vader and a Defender. But all right, you know, I am excited about the rest of the Imperial pack. Um, so we got four new Interceptor pilots that we found out about in this article. Um, so the first one is Commandant Gorin, an I-4. After a friendly ship at range 0-3 to three with a lower initiative than yours... Partially execute a, a maneuver, it may perform a red focus action. So he's kind of like a uh, a block protection for your lower initiative ships. Um, you know, if if you're you know all I threes, you're going up against a you know a swarm that's trying to get their blocks in. Well, okay, fine. You're gonna be getting red focus actions every turn, and it's not gonna be that big of a loss for you. So I think he's gonna be really good for swarms. Um, the next card, Nash Windrider. This one's kind of a, a, a mouthful, but uh, during the engagement phase, after a friendly ship, a small ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, if that ship has not engaged this phase, you may spend one charge. If you do, that ship engages at the current initiative, uh, and it has one recurring charge. So what that means, obviously, is your one ship per turn cannot get an initiative kit. So... I mean, one of the strongest things aces have going for them is that they can just wipe your ship off before it gets a chance to fire. Well, now that's not an option uh, once per turn. So that's extremely strong. So this was an ability... Wrath. Yeah, exactly. It's Fell's Wrath in the past, but now it applies to you know all of your small ships in this bubble. Um, this was the kind of ability that they had in Armada. I think it was like General Recon or something like that. It and it ended up... Form. Yeah, it was so powerful that they had to just completely errata it if i recall correctly um so yeah i i think nash is going to be really great again for swarms and i think him he and commandant goran in particular um can really work well together so i was telling everyone before the cast what i was thinking was you put the two of them with a bunch of uh generic strikers you throw targeting computer on and the, the strikers, since they're ailerons is a maneuver, they can just take a red focus, do a blue maneuver, take a target lock, and they're almost certainly not going to get initiative killed. So they're going to be able to get off that double modded shot. It seems like a, a way to bring in these ships that are really being ignored in the meta and give them some survivability in play. Uh, so I'm very excited about both of those pilots. Um, I mean, just the ability to actually do Commander Gorin's ability with the uh, Strikers, I think it's pretty solid itself. Oh yeah, right, they could just focus and evade every turn and stay alive, you know, potentially without Nash. So, right. yeah, like, extremely strong, I think, for, for Strikers, or Reapers in particular, since they get that extra um, maneuver. Right. And Nash is going to be good with anything, right? Like a TIE Swarm, great. Uh, Interceptor Swarm, great. There, there's really no ships you can think of that he's not going to be useful for, except for, you know, if you pair him with all I-6 aces or something. Right. Uh, so I think those two... Even then he's not awful, he's just not as good. Right, yeah, because then he can protect himself, right? So he's still... Well, he's he can protect them. If well, they get killed by another I-6. But they, they would still oh, get right, the fire that turn, fire. yeah. Right. Um, but then he's just essentially Fell's Wrath from first edition, so... Like, there's, there's some options. I just did something to screw up my order here. But uh, the next one I'll talk about is Vault Scaris. Um, 
he's got the same ability that his defender has, which is not good. I mean, it's much better in the interceptor, but uh, you perform an action and gain a strain token to recover a charge. Um, it's a depleting charge, so if you don't use it that turn, it goes away. And before you engage, you may spend one charge to perform an action. So essentially, he at I-5 could do a double reposition or a, uh, a focus reposition or, or something along those lines. So you might be able to arc dodge someone and then uh, get into to arc for your attack, um, but you're, you're taking a strain for it. Uh, I don't hate the ability, but I don't really love it. I don't, I don't know what you think. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, the strain is fine. Um, I think this is a decent support. Because you don't always have to do it either. So it, it's kind of like if you want to sit at 200 maybe um, and bring Volt Scaris, that it's one thing. So y you have like the options to kind of load up. Uh, because obviously you're never doing this if, you, if you're moving last, right? Uh, well, I mean, if you're moving last against another I-5, you, you can try and get out of their arc and then boost and get yourself in arc to shoot them, but... Right, right, but what I'm saying is it's kind of like, maybe you should already be there. <laughs> right? I was just saying, so maybe they can't shoot you. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um... Yeah, like that's not the easiest thing to set up without being able to do a reposition beforehand, either way, and and then you can't do your. Right. your I, I definitely your like him. Um, like I said, I, I think his role might be a little bit more if you're trying to fill up like a, you don't have a bid or something like that, and uh, you you know you're moving first as opposed to shoot, uh, moving last. Um, it's a safety net, and then you you basically can spend that uh charge to get out of arc if you need it otherwise like you're gonna have a lot of information uh beforehand if you actually need to um well i guess the action is you're getting the strain token then never mind uh, i was thinking of, uh, that you had to choose before you engage but um even still i i, I don't think it's the worst thing I, I think this will definitely see some play yeah no i i, I mean anytime you can delay having to, to take your actions, it's pretty valuable. So I, I think you're right. I'm sure people who are better at this than I am are certainly coming up with good ways to use him. Um, but uh, he's not, like, game-changing, at least to me. Sure. Um, and the last pilot is Sienna Ree. Uh, such a cool character and such a disappointing card, in my opinion. Um, her She's an I-6. After you perform an attack, if the defender was destroyed... Gain one stress token. After a friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed, remove one stress token. Um, so, I mean, the best thing she has going for her, she's I six, um, and she's presumably going to be significantly cheaper than Suntir Fell because his ability is great, her ability not so good. Um, if you pair her with other I sixes, you can probably play around the uh, the first drawback of her ability, where she would gain a stress token if the defender is destroyed. Um, but my big fear with her is just, uh, I mean, you really need to make sure you don't have her be your end game. And normally with aces, uh, you're pretty comfortable with any of your aces getting to an end game scenario where with her, it's 
you're almost scared of that happening because she can become a, a big liability potentially. Um, so I am not a fan of this ship whatsoever, except for the I six part. I agree. Like her ability just seems like straight downside. Yeah. I mean, potentially being able to get rid of a stress and then be able to, you know, do like a one hard, uh, the next turn is, is good. Like if that was her only ability, I or part of the ability, I I, I would say it's fine. I think for an I six, but that yeah. that first part is just potentially like really debilitating. If yeah. It goes off in the wrong part. I mean, it's just it's, I just I don't get it. I don't get this one. Like the best thing I can say for it is that it does play into like one of my favorite Imperial archetypes of Ace plus Mini Swarm. Like sure, she may be good with a little Tie Swarm next to her because they're gonna pop and she'll get to remove stress. But like, yeah, like you better win early. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're hosed. Yeah, and, and if you're losing a lot of ships early, you you are probably not winning early, right? Then so you're probably it's... hosed. So, yeah, I, there's nothing I like about her. I'm really sad. Well, presumably, she'll be cheap. I mean, like, relatively cheap. Yeah, right. Like, I, I mean, so. if if soon tier is like fifty four points or fifty five at this point, I don't remember which one. Like, she's got to be thirty six. <laughs> like I was just gonna squadron. say, yeah, it's got to start with a four for sure. Like more expensive than turf and air, but like somewhere, yeah. Could she be yeah. ten points cheaper than soon tier? Like, like you, I, you I think like forty five. I would be fine with that. Like that would. That would make sense. That's a big drawback, and he has a very good ability, like I said. So I, I think you got to take both of those into consideration, that her ability is bad and his is good when you're pricing these, um, and make her just significantly cheaper. I think 8 to 10 points is probably the right range. I mean, to be fair, she's also a I-6 that can double reposition. Yeah, and then put on Predator or something, line up that bullseye double-modded shot. Kill someone, double get double stressed. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. You're fine. <laughs> so you, fine. You're just so used to being able to double and then no reposition without back. consequences. Like, I, I, I wouldn't I mean, the consequences, be... if somebody looks at you, you die. I, I wouldn't be shocked seeing people put Predator on her and potentially, uh, if it looks like she might kill someone, trying to Predator away a hit. Like, I could see that happening. Because that's worth it. Well, like she just, I don't, I don't she just wants to hit you. them so hard that they don't die, but then they, they die <laughs> very quickly. But if you brought her and your opponent brought Sloan, it'd just be horrible. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> okay. Never well, think Sloan would here, here, well, okay, okay, okay. Think about this, though. Like, if she's in a cheap I-6, like, granted, we, I, I don't know... If she'll be that much cheaper than Suter, obviously she's going to be a good chunk cheaper. But is this something that you could bring um, Art Dodge with? You know, okay, sure, you're double stressed, but um, you might. That's only if you blow up the ship, and then you're going to have to get away and maybe trade her. For like you know what you know maybe forty something points like I, I think if I can do that and trade her for something that 
is a lot more scary. Uh, that's a win in my book. I just, I don't know if she's going to get that trade, though, right? Because, like, let's say I'm going up against Vader, Suntir, Sienna. Like, I'm not super scared about Sienna because I know you don't want her to be getting these these kill shots. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna leave her for the endgame if I can, and, like, you're going to probably be scared to double reposition with her. Mm, I don't know. I, I think I, I do it. I, I mean, like I say, so, okay, so you end up double stressed. You're um, maybe double stressed in that regard. Now, um, if you could put Sabine Gunner on one of your crew members <laughs> and get rid of that stress. Uh, I, I, I think, I, I you know, she's got that drawback. Maybe if you're bringing a triple I six or a triple something, she shoots first so that you know she's may pro- the likelihood of her one shotting something isn't great. But I, I don't know, man. Like like I said, I, I think if I can destroy something, and that's one less tar or like you know range that I have to worry about, regardless if I'm stressed or not. I, I think that's pretty big. So what I would say is that the one thing I can guarantee is Duncan Howard's going to win a regional with her. Oh, absolutely. He's already done it. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, we she, in the right hand, she's going to be very good. I, I agree with you. I just, I think that she could be a trap card, and I am disappointed at her ability because she is such an awesome character. Yeah. It's because she feels bad being an Imperial. Right? She's like, no, Thane! What if it's Thane? I feel so guilty fighting for the Empire. That's what <laughs> she's thinking. Just bring um electronic baffle on her. It's fine. That is an option. Maybe you should say, if your opponent, if the opposing squad has Thane, Kyrell immediately lose. That That should be how it goes. That'd be a just as good of an ability. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, enough of Sienna Ray. I'm on the board that she's going to be good no matter what. But and we're all on the board that Andrew's wrong. It's fine. I, I six. I, I think Andrew if the price is right, she could be fine. Yeah, I the price just has they have to be aggressive with her pricing. And let's be honest, they usually are with I six aces. I mean, I tell you what, if like I have a bid, and I'm going up against the wedge, and I can, like, arc dodge that wedge. I'm probably not killing that wedge, but I might be doing a decent amount of damage to him. You know? Uh, same thing with Fen'Rao. Like, uh, you know, if I'm trading Sienna Ree for a Fen'Rao, I'm okay with that. Like... Yes, I completely agree. <laughs> I mean, I think the problem you're going to run into is, you know, with swarms and stuff like, I mean, like a lot of ships. Um, that's when I, I think she hurts. But maybe you just kind of sit her in the back and uh, don't worry about that. What about just throwing afterburners on her, and then after she gets stressed, she can just do like a, you know, a four straight and get a, a boost still. Just get out of dodge for that first turn. Maybe that's not horrible. It's not a terrible plan. Yeah, I, I think you maybe just keep her as cheap. Stapling as points to her is probably an yeah, exactly. Thing I'm I mean, I, I think I would probably about. 
Predator yeah. might be the extent of it. You're probably right. I'm just throwing throwing something out there. Um, so there is a new Imperial talent as well, uh, which is Disciplined. After another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the Disciplined upgrade, you may perform a target lock or barrel action. So basically the exact opposite of the hopeful one. And I think this one is significantly more useful. Um, like I said, with the hopeful one, focus is often your default action. Target lock is not. And a lot of these Imperial ships don't even have the ability to natively target lock. So this gives them uh, you know, a chance to get one or two target locks per game, potentially. Um, or they can get that barrel roll action. Um, barrel and- rolling VTs! Yeah, exactly, right? Like a decimator barrel rolling? Kind of cool. Um, I I like this card significantly more than Hopeful. I think it has so many more, uh, you know, possible uses probably because yeah. you're not going to have wasted that target lock action. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because the target lock will persist in the next round, so it's kind of like, it's fine. Um you know, and, but what happens is you put this on Sienna Ray and then she's stressed from, you know, killing a ship and then, no. <laughs> but no, I, I could definitely see this, putting this on, like, Strikers or uh, any tie I'd be fine with. I agree with you there, bro. Yeah, you throw these things on tie advanced X1s and then they get their delayed uh, target lock. Oh. Just light people up. I don't hate that. I like this. Yeah. It's so much like more wholesome than uh, that other APT they have that just kills them. Ruthless, the MVP of that, that, that game. Exactly. Really was a good game. You should watch it. <sighs> I should. Um, all right. Uh, I, I'm not completely... I, okay. I, I, I still think the Rebel pack is slightly better. Um, okay, but, but remember Vader and a Defender. <laughs> I hope he exists. I hope when like the points come out, it just says epic only. Um, <laughs> like I would probably, I you know, if that happens, I'll buy you a pack, Brett. Oh, good. <laughs> I'd love two epic only Vaders. Thank okay. you. Yep, yep. That's what. Speaking of which, um, we're gonna jump into scum and breeze through this because I'm ninety percent sure this like pack is a. Epic. Garbage. Uh, well, it, it's. I want to say that it's like an so epic bad. upgrade pack. So like we have all these Y wings that like. Okay, so Lee Makai at an I five before you engage. If you are not in the sh- uh, in any enemy ship's front arc, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship in your front half. We got LOL. arc LOL. dodging. Yeah, we got arc dodging. <laughs> Uh, Y wings now for some reason I guess I don't know like it's this is probably gonna happen once a game like the the opportunity to do it might happen once a game other than that like I don't see this maybe like an epic game where you're flanking something or something along those lines where like you're going up against um you know a huge ship or, or something. Uh, but yeah, I know there's a lot more arcs in Epic. I think it's just utterly it's, useless. It's possible, yeah. But like I said, <laughs> it's. I mean, there, there's two good things about this ability, and I think that's it. The first is that it's before you engage, so you could use it to get off ordnance, 
if you're able to pull it off. And the second is that it's a choir lock. So you can maybe K-turn over someone or something and uh, get behind them and get your lock that way. <laughs> since As it doesn't Vader matter that you're stressed. 4K. As Vader does his 4K, white 4K is just like, hello, well. I'm just trying to be optimistic yeah, for you. Like, it, it, like I said, this maybe happens once a game, and you're probably not even facing the right way. Like, I, I don't think um, it happens. And, and like I said, I, the reason I really kind of thought about this this afternoon was that, like, maybe like Y wings bombing epic ships is a good meta for that format. Um, now they did spoil a bunch of uh, epic cards as far as scum goes. They introduced the cool mechanic where you can bring scum cards in other factions. Um, so I, I think that is pretty neat. And, and like I said, I, I really am anticipating that these packs are kind of like heavily epic related because I just don't see these being any good in like a, a current format um and then we have arliz Drazian. uh while you perform a front attack if you are damaged you may change one of your eye results to a crit while you defend if you are damaged you must change one of your eye results to a blank mm. i mean i i think this is okay if you're carrying ordinance um but it requires you to be damaged and uh, you're probably not living, you might get one shot off with it. Um, like, again, with Ordnance, I, I don't see your turret be facing forward. Um, or it's, you can't even use it with a turret facing forward, right? I believe that's correct. Yeah, because it's, it's not a, an attack in your front arc, it's a front arc attack. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so, you know, maybe you get one Ordnance shot, maybe, like a Plasma Torpedo, but... It Which just, then, I feel like the crit turns into a hit, doesn't it? Or they cancel the crits first anyway, so. Yeah, so it's it's like, okay, cool, you got a little kamikaze ship. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the extent that I want to talk about these Y-Wings. Well, I mean, like, so maybe a Proton Torp in the first round, and you take a target lock, and, you know, it's like a soft focus mod. I don't know. I'm trying to make something good out of these, and I'm really struggling. Again, well, that's what I was so saying. So disappointing. That's what I was saying with, like, maybe epic ships, like, you kind of... You maybe get it off there. I don't know. Um, but, okay, but I do want to talk about... Uh, is it Gamuki? Do we know what this guy's from? Um, but anyway, he has a crew card, and he is a Hawk pilot, and it says, at the start of the end phase you may spend two energy to choose yourself or a ship in your turret um, and as crew card says uh, a ship at range zero to one uh, with one or more circular tokens during the end phase circular tokens are not removed from that ship now okay this is a decent support ship uh, now granted you can't do this every turn because it costs two charges to do and it's recurring but that opening phase is super strong that you can really do something like, I mean, getting Fenra to keep a focus in the, you know, the turn that you're going to be shooting in there and, and really kind of, and maybe opening it up so he has two focuses or possibly has a focused target lock, I, I think it's huge. 
Um, it could be something where, again, where you're doing a K-turn or something like a red maneuver where you need to kind of keep a focus for the next round. Uh, I think this guy's going to be seeing play um, probably in ships with like aces and stuff like that. I, I could definitely see this uh, being a, a useful ship. Um, I, I like it going along Boba, potentially. Um, Boba's just fallen off the, the the world lately, and maybe, you know, if he gets a, a reinforce to, to keep it for the start of the first engagement and then is able to focus, like, that could be really good. I wish you had a cruise slot. Well, I meant you have to have another ship, I know, but... I know, I know. <laughs> but it would be great if he had a cruise slot, too. <laughs> Boba works alone, though. Yeah, it's, it's thematic, it's fine. Except it's not the thematic, he has a sidekick now. It was thematic. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I like this. I, I Again, it's another hawk that we're getting that does not revolve around having another arc. That it's all about your turret arc, which is cool because I, I was one of my complaints before that like it's just like if you bring a hawk, it's almost like you need that. You need that uh, multi-crow upgrade on there. So it's kind of like you never, ever brought more than one hawk um, for, for that reason. But I, I could absolutely see bringing this just as a support ship being, you know, shooting this thing in there, saving your um, saving your circular tokens on your AC ship, and then maybe putting this guy in there and jamming or bogging things down. I, I think it would be pretty decent. <clears throat> Maybe put like some nasty support crew. We need K4 security droid back. Said no one ever. Said me. Just was that do a green maneuver, get a target lock? Yes. Yes. That was bad. So I'd really, um, yes. I'd like to see this guy have a crew slot, or I'm sorry, an EPT potentially, and then be able to take squad leader. So he could be, like, just super support and, you know, let someone take a green token as a and a coordinated action and they can get their own green token potentially and then they get to keep both of them. Like, I think that would make him pretty useful. Right. Because uh, what squad leader would cost how many points there? Eight points. Eight points, Ooh. which is not, not too bad. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think you got to like, keep this guy in the low 40s. If I mean Torkel's thirty-eight points, if I if you can keep him at forty with squad leader, I think that'd be great. I mean that would make him like Dace Bone Arm cheap. Oh, that's fine. Dace Bone Arm is like so good. He needs like okay. a points increase. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay, so I. Again, I'm starting to see small little silver linings. Like, I think Cutthroat's okay. I think this guy's okay. I, I def Like I said, I think he's a very good support ship for AC things. Um, and I'm super going to start be playing a lot more Talonbane in the future. So maybe that's something I want to take a look at. Because uh, Talonbane really needs some other kind of mod with him. But um, we'll, we'll see. I, I, need to, I need to get this guy on the table and really mess around with it. But uh, I can see this guy being pretty viable uh, in the the current state of the game. These Y-Wings can go F a duck. Um, 
And that's all I have to say about them. All right, guys. Uh, anything else about these packs that we want to talk about? I, I just was want. Do you, do you like him more as a hawk ship or as a crew card? I, I think I like him more as a hawk ship, definitely. I think it's cool that he is a crew card. If you like, have like empty slots on um, something like on another hawk. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're bringing <laughs> like um, Cannon or you know Paylob's still pretty good or. Torkoal, even uh, I would absolutely bring him because it's not like it's an action. Um, he's probably going to be worth. Uh, I would say this thing is probably going to cost at minimum eight points. Bring back the party bus. Yeah, that's that's where I was thinking of it. Actually, this yeah. is the party bus. Yeah, keeping your reinforced token for the next round um, could be huge. Like I need IG88 decruit, so you're getting multiple calculates. And mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I it, it looks like there could be some ways to to make that work. But I I think I do like the hawk too, just for the added flexibility of it. And I I think eight points is sounds about right for that ability. So right. I mean, it's definitely not cheap. Uh, yeah, like I said, I I think this each time I get a spoiler, I, I, like I said, I see a little silver lining and then a bunch of garbage. Um, but all right. I think it doesn't help that it's being put next to the Imperial and the Rebel packs that both look great. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode though. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, check us out on Facebook, check us out on our discord, all that other nonsense, you know where to find us. Just look up Liberty Squadron on Facebook. Um, any shout-outs? Anything from you guys? Cool, as usual. Crickets. Crickets. Alright, guys, uh, on that note, have a good night, and thank you for listening.